soundtrack. beautiful people and welcome to this episode of the Natalie Wise Woman podcast. I have not done a solo episode in a long time and you know my podcast started a little under a year ago with a journey of kind of sharing my own experience and wanting to speak. It was kind of my own therapy to speak about the experiences I had been having and a way for me to integrate and reflect what I had been learning and a way to also share uh, to other people what has been working for me. And uh, this year I have invited in a lot of experts to you know, talk about their expertise and it has been really, really a lot of fun. Um, but I have not been sharing too much about what I have been going through. Uh, this year I think I did my solo episode last time in February so that's a long time ago so I wanted to you know talk a little bit about what has happened and what's been going on and mostly about stepping into this authentic version of yourself and you know what's that really what that experience has really been to me so it's been quite a journey for the past two years, I would say. I, I, you know, had some kind of big spiritual awakening. And through that, I got divorced and got into shamanic training, got into therapist training, and was, of course, single and working on my own uh, wounds very deeply on my own personality uh, my own personal development journey and although all of that sounds fun and I I seem like I'm very happy and I am and you know I'm here joyfully bringing messages to people and sharing content it has been really 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 rough at times because I would say no real big change would come comes without it being some kind of a hard or let's say a deep and transformative change really requires a lot of letting go and when you are attached like I have been attached to parts of myself even like the bad parts of myself you know to things that happened to me to all these things in my life of course we have attachments and when you are attached and you need to let go um it can be very challenging so you know it's not been definitely definitely not been a dance on roses but I guess this is like with any kind of physical training if you do like an Ironman or you do whatever like it's going to be a rough process but in the end it's going to be a beautiful beautiful journey and a growth process so on many levels I cannot recognize um, you know myself anymore in the way that I was two years ago but I don't feel like I've become a different person I feel like I have become more of who I used to be so you know you can call it that inner child that little 
you know, who you were when you were in the pure state when I was younger and didn't have all the conditionings that have been going on in my life. I mean, we all have conditionings from society, from our family, from schools and from from just everything, from socializing. And, um, you know, being able to release a lot of those conditionings uh, has changed uh, the way I look at the world and, you know, my personality in many ways, although although there's always that core, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. We are different people and we we function in different ways, but just noticing where I am maybe not so balanced. And that has also been through my own therapist training, a, a profound experience to look at different personality traits and where, you know, something, especially... I think this is interesting, especially the trait that is most admired in you is the one where the biggest danger is, because the biggest danger comes from the fact that you very easily use this trait in everything you do, and no trait is good in every situation. So what I have noticed in myself, for example, is that I am very, very enthusiastic and eager and, you know, excited about things. And I like things to happen fast. And that's, that's beautiful. You know, it's that kind of puppy-like, child-like, like very, very, um, you know, fun energy, exciting energy. But when that has been, for example, in my meal situations coming forward, where I think I need to be in a hurry and speed up things, it has actually been, you know, what has been causing a lot of digestive issues all my life. So, you know, being able to look at things like that has been very helpful, but it's not like, okay, I notice it and then everything changes, but it's kind of like, I notice it and then I recognize it. I do it again. I do it again. I do. Okay. Okay. I'm going to slow down because it's really about finding a new way of living because everything, my schedule, everything that I do is still, you know, a, a reflection of that, what I kind of used to be. And it takes time to change um, into this new way of living that will be more balanced um, and where I don't have as much guilt of taking rest, you know, taking time off because. You know, so many of us come from families and societies where rest is not productive and you should just do, do, do all the time. Um, and, you know, it's beautiful to be active and do, but there needs to be a balance and, and not guilt when you take some time to rest. So that has definitely been something that I need to work on. And that's a conditioning, of course, that I've had that taking rest is not productive or it's not as valuable as doing uh, something constantly. So these kind of epiphanies and just taking time to integrate what I'm learning, uh, how I function in relationships. So I think that has been one of the biggest things, of course, this year because I, I got into a relationship in February. It has been intense. You know, we've been moving very fast but it has been also in a way very natural process to move that way and it's part of also how I am in romantic relationship and how he is so it's not like something is bad just because it looks to other people that things are moving fast and 
there has been a lot of synchronicities and I would say crazy stories that will be saved for a another podcast episode, maybe even inviting my beautiful partner, David, to speak about what it's been like to date me during this intense uh, process of personal development. Um, so yes, I mean, when I got divorced, a lot of people told me that you need to heal from that before you go into a new relationship and fair enough like bouncing from one relationship to not another without taking any time to yourself to reflect can be kind of like you're just putting a band-aid and just continue whatever and it's not going to work but I mean that can also work from someone so it's not really about for anyone to judge um but thinking that you can heal everything from your relationships or all your relationship issues when you are alone is in my experience not how it works so in my experience you can reflect on what went wrong and a lot of the things that happen in your relationship but you actually need a new relationship to work on those things because I'm not going to be able to I'm not going to be triggered again by those things that I was triggered before when I'm alone and then I cannot actually work on them. So, you know, getting into a relationship again with a different awareness, with a new sense of who I am and, a, and you know, having done work on myself, it has been different to work on these things, but it's not like the same things that triggered me before wouldn't be triggered again because they will. But I feel like in this relationship, it has been a more safe container to to work and practice on these things. And it's, we all have things that we can work on, on in relationships. And I actually think that is a big part of the purpose of being in a romantic relationship is actually working through your triggers that most often are based on childhood things that happened. And then you are healing that in the process of a relationship. And if you are lucky enough to have a partnership where you can talk about things and there is emotional immaturity, emotional maturity, then it is actually possible to heal those. And if you have someone who understands where you come from, you understand each other, then um, then you can live a more peaceful life. And also, you know reflect on how you also show up so you don't need to maybe push all those triggers so that has been in a very intense experience also because going into a relationship and you know working on the things that i the triggers that i had from before um have of course you know it has taken time and i've needed to take time for that um and I'm grateful that I have, and I'm grateful that I've been able to um, express myself, uh, I would say productively in a way where I am understood. And of course, as someone who's in therapist training and working with therapeutic methods, I can also use those. And when there is not too much resistance from the other one to to work on those, then then that will can create a very conscious relationship. Um, so that's been something that's been going on, but, um, I wanted to talk also about, you know, 
I would say when I had my spiritual awakening, it felt like I came out of a spiritual closet and, um, you know, all about becoming yourself and being authentic and all that. It's, uh, it's really great. And it's really the way I want to live my life, but it's also can be very isolating and very hard because even though you try not to have judgment towards yourself, there's still going to be judgment from people and you're still going to have judgments towards yourself in the beginning because, you know, just saying I don't judge myself is not enough. You still judge yourself. And being able as a person who's sensing uh, other people's emotions, I also sense their judgments. Um, and I think that's been something I've been doing all my life, but but just not you know, understanding that I cannot please everyone um, has been a deep lesson uh, because you cannot please every single person. And when you try to do that, you actually are failing to live your own authentic life. So, you know, coming out of the closet and, you know, talking about, you know, what I'm interested in, who I am, what I'm doing very openly uh and then having people uh, you know critique me and say things that feel like they are abandoning me has also been uh rough uh in many ways because of course our greatest fear for many people is to be abandoned by other people uh be rejected um but at least i'm not rejecting myself so and in the end, you know, after coming out of the process of, okay, people get shocked and then they come up with their own little story about what's going on in your life. But then when that kind of comes and people don't really care so much about your life as you think, as I think that people care about my life, um, it can become also an inspirational story that, okay, because me being myself and authentic and speaking my truth actually gives the permission to the person to other people and the other person to be and speak their own truth and that is the beauty and that is the inspirational part and that is what I'm trying to do with this podcast with everything that I'm sharing is to try to get people to understand that they're voice is important and what they are doing and who they are is important and they don't need to fit into this little box that society or school or anything is like trying to squeeze you into this little box of you need to fit in because we all play an important part in society we have the sensitive people who are here to sense all energies and speak for you know Maybe for the animals, you know, be activists in their own way. Speak for the people that are feeling the suffering of the earth. And we have the people that are not so sensitive, that are maybe here to do more things and to, to you know, be the builders of society. And we all have different tasks. And when we only put in a pedestal these people that are, in our terms, successful, uh, then that becomes a bit problematic. And that is what I'm trying to, as I said, give permission to everyone to find their own authentic path.
Um, so finding your own, my own authentic path has definitely been a journey of trying not to care too much of what other people think, uh, easier said than done, but really it's a journey of about being okay with who I am and what I'm doing and realizing that the people that really do love me and that care about me, they understand me and they stay close. So I'm lucky enough to have a very, very beautiful family that uh, I'm, I'm very close to and we stay in contact and we love each other. Um, and, you know, I have a partner and I have I have friends, I have old friends and I have new friends who support me. And, uh, you know, all in all, I've gotten more positive messages online than I have anything negative. But um, so it has been rewarding as well, even though sometimes it's like, what the heck am I doing? Uh, and, you know, how am I ever going to find my place again? Um, you know, sticking out like some kind of fool um, out in the open. But with time, it has all been rewarding. And of course, this is the start of a journey of the wise woman journey of me learning about uh, finding that authentic path toward my towards my highest potential. And then along that journey, sharing my journey and helping others to find their own way um, towards their authentic self. So, you know, there's always a different side to all of the healing and therapy and everything. It is a journey. You know, we, we usually just see the person that is shining and is doing so well and or someone who comes runs, you know, an Ironman or marathon or something that is very intense, uh, climbs a mountain and we see that goal, that result, but we don't see the hard work that has been done, uh, you know, crying on the bathroom floor and all those things. So that's part of the journey. And it's the fun part of the journey because it's not about the goal. It's about the process. I also wanted to touch on something that I, I, I was thinking about the other day because, you know, part of, of, you know, healing and part of actually taking responsibility of your emotions and dealing with your emotions is to deal with them as they arise. Because the problem that we often have and that I've had is that uncomfortable emotions come up and I press them down. I distract with something, you know, this is what we all do. We have food, we have alcohol, we have sex, we have, you know, whatever to distract us, computers, phones, and all these things. Work, work is a big one to distract from what we are feeling and when we are not feeling so well. And then kind of how to start dealing with that. Okay, we, we have this thing we press down and then suddenly we're like, okay, we're exploding. So we need therapy. We go in ceremony. We do all these things to, oh, okay, I'm going to heal. I'm going to, you know, I need to start dealing with my shit. And then we start dealing with our shit and I notice that, okay, maybe I have to start dealing with them when they come up. So I don't have to, you know, have, have a whole load of shit under the carpet that I need to go into like ayahuasca ceremony or therapy or you know, something like that. So 
Okay, then you have to start dealing with emotions when they arise. And that's what I'm uh, been trying to do. So as I am very connected to my emotions and I'm trying to not have too many distractions, I'm trying to have a good routine, meditate and all these things and not like, you know, be a slave of anything or disconnect too much um, with food or anything. Well, feel your emotions and needing to process them is actually time consuming. Let's say I have planned something in a day and something gets triggered, like a wound that I have of being fear, fear of being abandoned. Okay. Deal with it in your relationship. Okay. We start dealing with that, talking about it. Okay. Okay. And now I'm crying on the floor and it's really rough and I need to deal with this now because I can't press it down um, because I'm so connected to my emotions. Well, what if I have three clients scheduled for that day or I have to actually work a full-time day, then that becomes a bit of a problem. And that's what's been so interesting to notice. Like, I really understand why people press down their emotions because, and if we go back and look at the like Finnish society, like a hundred years ago, like people had to survive. There was no time to sit and deal with your traumas because if you didn't go out and work in the farm, then you would die. So there wasn't really a place to sit in therapy or cry over your problems. And now we have a different society. We don't die if we don't work for one day, but usually we're so busy that we don't have that flexibility in our schedule to schedule whatever emotional um, processing or release that needs to happen in a specific moment. And that's been something that has been interesting to notice. And I've been, you know, trying to make it work where if it's really something that is critical, then I'll just have to work my schedule around, you know, push things to the side. Because if I'm not, especially like with client work, if I'm not emotionally clean, if I come there with my own baggage, uh, then I don't think that's really fair for the client. So I, I want to be, you know, clean. I want to have my hygiene in place and that's been also very helpful with the shamanic training that I'm doing where I, we actually work on how to cleanse our energy body. So then I can cleanse my own to get back to, you know, being of service and not being the one that's in a chaotic situation when I need to be the stable one as a therapist. So I've made it work. And of course, in the future, my aim is to have a schedule that allows flexibility in the way where, you know, if there is something that I need to work on, then that will be worked on. But but definitely, I know, I understand very well why people distract with work or other things, because they think that those things can't wait. And that's a they think it's a priority. Um, but I would say that in a new society that I would like to live in, where we would come from a, from a heart-centered approach, we would actually allow time and prioritize um, time for rest and recovery and not have employers that say, oh, you're going through something. Okay, let's see, your mother died and it's rough. Well, Maybe you should work so you can just distract from that or, 
oh, good, you're not feeling so well, but you're still worth it. That's great job, great done. I wouldn't live in a society where it's like, oh, you're not feeling well. Well, take this time to focus on yourself. Uh, and then people would have tools to focus on and release those emotions. And then we could recover much faster and work when we are actually in that place um, of service, when we have a cup that's not so empty. So that would be my prayer to the future society where we can have more a feminine a more gentler approach to life where everything is not centered around work and work is not the number one priority we're not in survival mode we have a beautiful beautiful world in the western world and many other places as well where we you know can have a break and we can create lives that are not lived out of survival Thank you for listening to this episode. And this is, you know, me sharing about my path to an authentic self. And I, my prayer is that this allows you to start inviting, opening the doors to your authentic self and who you are. Thank you and have a beautiful, beautiful day. Sounds good.